is powerful and it's beautiful and it's scary I've had um, some tough experiences I'd say around love throughout my life and um, it's been enough I'd say to say that it's given me a good understanding that we do truly live in a broken world with a lot of hurt. And it's kind of what's inspired me to want to inspire a better future. To see things kind of just be different and change for the better. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I because of that, I'd say I'm definitely... One of the things I've struggled with for sure is tapping into my heart. Just when it comes to love, whether it's loving people, loving things, hobbies, you know, doing things I love. And I feel like I kept my heart protected because of all the things I ever loved growing up were kind of taken from me in some, you know, some way, symbolic way, literal way. And I just remember in all of those instances, it just hurt a lot. And I think a part of me unconsciously started avoiding in some way, you know, people I loved, activities I loved, just anything I remotely loved. Because it was my way of, of kind of protecting myself. And so I found myself slowly as time went by kind of just not really doing anything that I loved anymore and um yeah kind of inspired this thought um which kind of inspired the topic for today's podcast episode and so I just wanted to share some thoughts with you all you know imagine um, imagine dedicating your entire life to the thing that you love, right? Just like sit there. Whatever it is that you love, whether it's something you're already doing, whether it's something you already have, it doesn't necessarily have to be something you've been dreaming of. Um, but just, just imagine that for a minute. Dedicating your entire life. You're putting in 100%, doing your all, with everything you have and then all of that just it just falls apart whether it means it doesn't work out whether it means you try and try and it just just things didn't go like you thought they were gonna go that feeling I know that there's many of you out there listening who felt something like this and could probably agree that that feeling is devastating. And then imagine going through all of that alone. Like, 
yeah, it's definitely a shitty feeling. So I hope that as I kind of share a piece of my story that, um, it just brings some hope into this world, honestly. I hope that it just encourages you to hope a little more and love a little more and just frees you to be you. There's a lot of hurt in this world and I just hope to kind of spread some love and encouragement along the way. <laughs> so this is my way of doing that. And um, so I feel like, you know, growing up for the most part, most people tell you things along the lines of, you know, when it comes to failure, you know, if, if you fail, just, just try and try again. Or they'll say, you know, never give up. Just, just keep trying. And then some people will say, like, you know, you only fail if you stop. And I feel like those are all great. They're spectacular. They're wonderful moments of encouragement. Um, but I think that there's also these moments that we aren't really tapping into and they're the moments of, that we have, I think, when we fail at something, when something fails in our life, because, you know, I, I realize life is a growing process and in my opinion, failures are kind of just opportunities for us to learn and grow, but, um, no one really talks about how to navigate the hurt and lows of fails, failures so that you can get up and try again. Because I feel like, you know, some of us, and this has happened for me, like, some of us want to try again. Some of us unconsciously want to try again and consciously, I don't know, just might feel stuck or afraid to take a step forward I think, I think some of us don't realize that we have to heal from hurts that we've received from failures before we can successfully try again. So kind of like the hurt becomes the hurdle and we can't get through until we kind of work through um, what we're going through. Uh, so I don't know. Those are just examples and I can kind of go on and on. Um, I don't want to get too sidetracked because I can definitely get sidetracked. But the whole point of this episode today, um, and to kind of just highlight this video that you're watching of me, because you're probably, you know, been watching me climb for some time, and probably some other creative things I put together, and you're like, okay, what point is she trying to get to? <laughs> but um, just bear with me, lean in for a quick story, because I, I promise there's a point I'm trying to make. Because um, you're watching me rock climb, and this ha this video is a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, just a quick backstory. If if you don't know this about me, I'm gonna share this so it kind of brings a little more impact to the story. So I love rock climbing. Loved rock climbing so much. Back home, I'd go to the local gym in Hadley, and I would climb for hours. Had an incredible community. I was climbing top rope, lead climbing, bouldering. I was climbing indoor, outdoor. Climbing came up in the topic. I was all about it. I was down. Um, I just loved it. I loved the challenge. I loved the community. Um, it made me feel good. And uh, 
Yeah, and I, I think what ended up happening is that my love for it just kind of kept growing. And I'm 5'2", so <laughs> not very tall. And climbing for me has always been a really unique experience because most people in my climbing circles end up being really tall, 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, to 5'8". And so their experience is different. It can reach holds that I can't even touch on my tippy toes. <laughs> so rock climbing just became a really good challenge for me to kind of figure out ways to uniquely climb these routes for my height. Um, so yeah, it just, it became fun. I, I appreciate a challenge. Um, for those who know I'm extremely competitive and, and I just became hooked. So that's the backstory to climbing, okay? And so back to this video. Uh, so like I mentioned, 10 years ago, I was climbing two to four hours almost every day. And before this video, although I'm climbing something very similar, I had an accident, a climbing accident. Um, I was bouldering, long story short, I was cocky. It became a huge humbling experience for me. Um, I didn't warm up enough. I didn't get myself prepared. And um, and the climb I was doing, like this one, I was hanging horizontal to the floor, started climbing the route, and I was making my way along. Um, there was this move I had to make, and it was a really explosive move. You had to kind of, like, throw yourself to the next hold. Um, and for those powerful moves, you have to really make sure your body is ready for them. You can get injuries from these. And... Um, yeah, I uh, I got hurt, and I slipped, and I felt a pop, I'll never forget, I felt a shooting pain and a pop all down my right arm, and my stomach dropped, and in that moment, I immediately knew that I injured myself, but I was in complete denial, complete denial, went to the gym the next day, like nothing, and I tried to climb, tried to climb, and I was just in pain. And I finally was like, okay, like I need to go to the doctors, I need to get this checked out. And I found out later that that slip cost me torn muscles all throughout my shoulder, my rotator cuff, and um, part of like my lower back area. And I beat myself up after that injury for so long because I knew I hadn't warmed up enough that day. I was so eager to get onto the wall that I kind of skipped my usual warm-up session because uh, before I used to take time and I was really intentional with it. And for whatever reason this day, I was like, fuck it, it'll be fine. And, um, and I kind of like lost sight of the important preparation stage, kind of like that safety check, right, with anything. Um, the, the foundation of, of what we build on. Um, I kind of skipped all that to the fun and it cost me and you know I know shit happens like stuff happens to to people all the time um, doing some kind of sport but um I remember that I went from climbing every day to not climbing for two years because of that injury and I was devastated I mean saying I was devastated is an understatement and this later transformed to not climbing for eight years after two years because uh, I had tried to come back again. Um, I'll talk about that a little later. But, um, yeah, that that was hard. So, 
for me to be here in this video in and of itself shows a huge healing process that I had to go through. Uh, because when the physical injury happened many years ago, um, I had to go through physical therapy. It was about like three months. I think I went for three times a week. Um, I didn't do surgery because uh, the wrist didn't really sound it worth it to me. Um, so I just decided to heal naturally doing PT. And um, But what was interesting that I didn't expect is like physically I was going through the journey of healing. But mentally... Um, I had, I was just devastated, you know, I lost something I loved, um, I didn't know what to do, climbing had become such a huge part of my life, and um, now that I wasn't able to do it, and no one knew if I was ever able to really realistically do it again, um, it was like everything was taken from me, and now I had to kind of rediscover who I was, and rediscover what it meant and what if I could never climb again what would I do um that was a lot a lot that was kind of going on through my mind that I had to kind of get through a lot that I had to accept um and be okay with and that is definitely a journey that I didn't even know was a journey and was a part of an injury um an injury doing something you love and um, so I remember, you know, it was such a huge part. I went and spoke to my orthopedic surgeon um, and he, you know, he had been telling me it was it was possible to climb again. Probably wouldn't do anything near like I did before. I need to be really careful, embrace a new routine, um, you know, stuff like stretch, take care of yourself, TLC, all that. And um, he's sharing everything just give me so many different recommendations on things I can do to get myself to a place where I could possibly climb without needing to get surgery. Um, and I just, I became so overwhelmed because I'm like, how in the world am I able to do any of this? Like what that, first of all, massages are hella expensive. I can't afford a massage once a month, like unless it's covered under my health insurance. <laughs> That's how I felt, just being completely real. And um, I just, yeah, I just, I didn't know. And I was in art school too at the time, so I desperately, desperately needed my right arm. That's my dominant arm. Um, I draw with my right. And um, so I couldn't imagine not drawing too. Um, I, I already had to sacrifice drawing for a bit when I initially got injured. And that was really, really hard. Um, it felt like a double loss. And because of that, you know, when I finally got to a, a healing space where I could use my arm in what being pain-free and just being able to just write and draw, I was too scared to climb because I couldn't imagine a world where I would lose two things that I love to do. And so I... I was scared to injure myself worse than I did before, and um, and that's how those two years became eight years later, more, ten years total, maybe more, who knows. Um, and, you know, don't get me wrong, like, 
I did try. There were moments in those first two years I had stopped climbing. I, I tried to get myself to climb again. And um, those times are really, really hard because it kind of just resulted in me being even more angry, even more frustrated, even more just... I was just hating life in some way. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just... Losing climbing was hard, and not being able to climb like I could before was even harder. Because before, you know, I'd say I was a pretty distinct climber. I'd say, like, I'm an intermediate climber. And, um, and after my injury... Even after rehab, I couldn't climb to save my life. I couldn't even climb the most beginner route that was there. Um, yeah, it was just hard. It was painful. And, um, and it felt impossible. And it hurt me, I think, honestly, to think that, you know, I put so much love and dedication and, and just passion into climbing and I had to start all over. It's like the foundation of everything I knew was ripped from underneath me. And I had to figure out what climbing even meant again. Um, yeah, how to love climbing again. Um, and it was, it was hard because... Because I had to relearn everything that at one point in my life had become something so natural like breathing it was just hard that I had to I had to learn how to crawl like I didn't even I couldn't even walk um I couldn't even crawl and I just felt like I was there just hurting hurting both outside and inside and that was that was hard because um I felt like I had to navigate that alone. I didn't really have anyone to guide me through that, um, through those different kinds of pains, you know, the, the physical part of it, the body healing part of it, and then the mental component of it. And um, so the, you know, the times I tried to get back into it, it was just extremely excruciating. I was in extremely excruciating pain, crying. I was in so much pain. I couldn't lift my arm above my head and um and I got to a point where I was defeated. So uh the emotions I think honestly just became painful enough where I just closed myself off and my heart to something that I loved. Um because it was safer that way, because I was okay that way. Um and So I stopped climbing and I slowly worked on, you know, taking my healing journey seriously. I was healing my shoulder, kind of strengthening it and caring for it. Um, healing myself internally, kind of accepting that I might not be able to climb again. Healing through all of that. And I hadn't actually realized until recently that I had become so brokenhearted from not being able to climb that I became numb for it, numb to it. Um, and there's this conversation I had with a friend that I always go back to 
and this is when I had first gotten injured in those two years when I came back to kind of try climbing again. Um, I remember a climbing friend had told me that he actually knew someone who had had a similar injury to mine that had found a way to climb again. And, um, and uh, he had told me that he believed that I could find a way to climb again too. And at the time, I honestly... I did not believe him. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I appreciate your encouragement, but right now I feel like I'm never going to be able to climb, and I hope so, but uh, I don't know. But he truly believed it. He, um, he really believed it. And, and honestly, that gave me hope. That conversation gave me hope. Um, I didn't believe that I could, but he did. And, and that's kind of what I held on to. And so, you know, that all happened in my 20s. Fast forward to 33. Year 2021, last year, I met my friend Leanne. Kind of full circle moment. And um, I began sharing my love for rock climbing with Leanne. And I found myself, as I was, like, sharing it, I was, like, lighting up. I get super excited and telling her about, you know, some stories and that she should try it and all this, all this stuff, and, uh, she goes back home, and she gets into rock climbing, and I start watching her videos of her climbing, and then it's like, it's like something in my heart got reignited, and seeing my friend climb, and then seeing her get excited about it, like, I used to get excited about it, and it was just like, I don't know, I just started getting that itch again, and I just started craving climbing and I'm like, why, why am I not climbing? Like what, why am I, am I making excuses? Like, why would I just stop doing some, one of the things that I absolutely love to do? And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a shot. And I decided to, um, to get back into it but to say I was afraid is an understatement because right getting back into it so I get my membership I remember a few months back I'd go to the gym and I would just nervously stand in front of the wall like you would think I've never climbed in my life and I was just so anxious and I would just watch other people climb and I didn't know where to start and I didn't want to embarrass myself and I was afraid to get hurt and I had all of these fears kind of circling through my thoughts and I would just end up watching some people maybe do a route or two and then go home um, and I, I was just having a really hard time building myself up to get up in the wall and I found myself kind of avoiding the climbing gym altogether and um, yeah, it's, I just started feeling really frustrated again because I just got this new itch to climb and yet here I was, I was stuck because I couldn't get myself to climb and it was kind of like a mental thing, all these fears that kind of kept coming up and, and I got to a point where I told myself, okay, listen, Paisa, Noe, either you are going to climb or you're going to cancel your membership because this membership is hella expensive and you're wasting money because you're not climbing. Um, 
But I knew, I just knew that climbing really is special for me. And, um, and I went climbing one day in Mesa Rim and I met, um, I met this kid, Randy. And I'll never forget, as I was climbing this route, I had challenged myself this day because I told myself, if I'm going to grow, I have to get out of my comfort zone and I have to climb. I have to push myself a little more climbing. And he cheered me on in this climb. Like, it felt like I had family cheering me on. And it felt so good to be so encouraged when I was just really nervous and scared and um, afraid of what if I get hurt? What if I pull my arm? What if I re-injure myself? What if I'm pushing myself too much? What if, what if, what if? What if I fall and I embarrass myself? Um, and in that moment, it didn't matter. And I just remember hearing my name and going for it. And I, I didn't do it. Like, I didn't complete the route. But it felt good that I tried. And... After that, I've I've just been on this journey of kind of tapping back into that on new terms and and adjusting um, adjusting myself to start climbing again right where I'm at. You know, I I felt like at the time I knew that my heart had been making excuses because like I had mentioned, I had been afraid to fail. I was afraid of getting hurt again. I was afraid of, of feeling like I did before because it wasn't a good feeling. And, um, and I just felt honestly like throughout the journey, it's like God just kept showing me bits and pieces of, of things, experiences, conversations with people that that would just reignite hope and excitement into my heart. And, um, and I felt like I was being told over and over and over and over again to do what I love, to do what I love, to do what I love. So, um, so I pushed through and I found a way to climb right where I was at and, uh, to climb, you know, having healed from the trauma of the injury, both inside and out, you know, still a journey, still healing. Um, I began to tap back into doing what I love. And, you know, if I'm being honest, what these 10 years have taught me is, um, is finding a new respect for my mind and my body, you know, to honor them both, to kind of listen to myself, listen to what I need, to take it slow, um, to allow myself to feel the things I feel, uh, to embrace a journey, no matter how different it may have looked. So in, in this particular video, right, I shared all of that to share that in this particular video, I decided after avoiding the cave for a very long time, very, very long time, many, many, many years, <laughs> I decided today that I'd give it a shot. And yes, I didn't complete it. Which, by the way, shout out to me. Because I completed it yesterday, June 7th. I felt very victorious. <laughs> um, but on this day, on the day that I didn't complete it, 
it just felt good to climb, you know? Maybe not like I used to, but, but I did it. I did something that I was afraid to do. And it turned out okay. For a really long time. Um, I had stopped doing what I loved because of fear. And in this one moment, it just it just felt right to just be here to to kind of relearn this new space I was navigating this new space that involved me having an awareness of my shoulder and being careful and making all of these adjustments but it felt good to be home it felt like I was home um yeah and and so I wanted to just encourage you to do the same you know, you may have to adapt to the changes along your journey and, and make some new adjustments along the way. But it's so worth it. You know, I learned this new journey of climbing involves me making sure I warm up myself before going. That's crucial. I learned to be mindful, especially now that I'm in my 30s. Y'all don't know. Don't wait. Let me tell you, everyone says just wait until your 30s. It is truth. Your body changes. <laughs> but I'm learning that. I'm embracing that. And um, I'm embracing kind of all of the tedious maintenance work I need to do to truly be able to do what I love and also take care of myself. Um, and it's been worth it, you know? And and not just the physical either, because I've learned, too, the mental components are important. So I'm big on meditating and journaling and kind of processing my feelings. That's really been helpful um, on this journey. And the beauty of all of this is, in life, is that humans are so incredible that we can adapt to stuff, change and evolve. Um, as anything comes our way, it's like, it's crazy how adaptable the human race is. So please, 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 those who are listening, please don't stop chasing what you love. Even if you've been hurt by love before to some capacity. Even if you've given up. You still can get up and try again. Nothing is impossible. Allow yourself, of course, the time to heal, to learn, to grow and transform. Of course, do all of that. That is so, so, so important. Allow yourself to process everything, you know, so that you can take all of that with you on your journey. I hope you know that you really can do it. Let this be a testament to that. Nothing is impossible. Thank you so much for tuning in.